I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Try tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Hey, Sarah. You look like you look like you just went swimming. Not that you have like terrible goggle eyes, but like wet hair, a little bit of that swimming look about you. Oh, yeah, I, I did go swimming. Uh, so this, this is actually kind of funny. I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but a couple of months ago, I had a zoom call with, uh, you know, a a sponsor and, you know, he logs on and he looks at me and says, Oh, you must've just come back from the pool. Huh? (laughs) And I'm like, huh? Like, Oh, cause you know, anybody, anybody else, I would see like the dark circles under the eyes and be like, oh, man, Sarah really needs to get more sleep. <laughs> and I just played it off like, uh-huh. I totally <laughs> was just swimming. Oh, and you weren't? No. But I was so embarrassed that he he was like, yeah, you would have terrible bags under your eyes if that wasn't <laughs> like goggle face that you have right now. So, yeah. So, so I essentially said the same thing to you. Just now. So like, have you been swimming? Yes, I actually have been swimming. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That would be way worse if it was like multiple people. Just like. No, yeah. no, it was <laughs> swimming. But it just the way he phrased it. I'm like, I am dead. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like, you know, I have a baby, right? <laughs> yeah. And this was like mid sleep training you know, we were starting to adjust to sleep, but yeah, I actually was swimming. I'm not lying to you because I'm too embarrassed to be like, no, I just have big bags under my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I, I went swimming this week too, which is like notable in a way, but I, I like, I actually, this time, this is the first time I've swam in five years that I've not, it's not the first time I swam in five years, the first time I swam in five years and also thought, I might start swimming again. <laughs> you know, like typically I've been swimming like, you know, some years like three times, four times. Okay. This year I might I might be up to three already. It's a big year. Wow. So <laughs> yeah. what what compelled you to get in the water? So when I visit my friend Karen, she is like she's like the swimmer. She was like former division one like swimmer. She like you know, always just gets me there out the door and I put fins on and keep up on whatever insane set she's decided to do. Right. And so, (laughs) and so I, um, I went actually was, so Karen now though is eight months pregnant. So I have like, I like have a, call it, I can keep up without the fins on. Although I I prefer the, I have those, you know, the floaty kind of fins. I don't know what the floaty fins are. Oh, you don't? That's, they're like, instead no. of being like that heavy plastic, they're yeah. made out of like fluffy plastic and they actually float. So I actually like, I put them on and they don't give you a lot of, they don't give you like the big propulsion that like those big plastic fins do, but they give you, they just allow you to like do like a light two beat. Okay. You know, and get like a little yeah. rhythm. It actually like, when I'm not swimming very often makes me feel like I'm 
swimming normally. Cause it, it like puts me into a good body position and lets me mm. do a little, like keeps my rhythm really good instead of like, I'm actually not fit enough to like, <laughs> to, like swim like more than a hundred meters without like my body, my whole body position, like sinking down. Cause I'm not actually moving fast enough to like go. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I totally, totally. So fins, like these fins just like give me a little bit of like, whoop, so that I feel like back to like normal. So I could actually feel good in the water. Nice. Um, anyway, so then, but I loved it because we're at like Vancouver aquatic center. So like fairly busy morning, um, lane swimming, 50 meter pool. Um, and like, our friend with another friend. So she like looks like an athlete fit. Then there's like Karen, eight months pregnant, like giant belly, you know, and then me in my, in my once per quarter swim, whatever. <laughs> like, and we get in the lane and we're doing fifties and we're just like drilling like up and down. It's like the number of the people's reactions to Karen, like drilling up and down the pool. Um, it's amazing. So I love it. I had a great time and maybe I'll do a little swimming sometime in the next, a little more swimming. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, if you've already gotten your quota for the year, mm-hmm. like keep that trend going. I'm already way ahead. And I really enjoyed it. Like I thought I, I have zero pressure on myself to do any triathlon things. Like people right. always ask me and I'm like, nope, don't really feel like it. I like running. I run a lot, but yeah. Um, so, so w- when you stopped with triathlon, Mm-hmm. Were you like, I'm going to keep on running, but the bike and the swim, eh, I can do without. No, I didn't think that. In fact, I, I sort of expected myself to swim more than I do. Cycling kind of got like tossed mostly because of the time commitment Yeah, in relationship to building a business. So it wasn't really like, it wasn't based on whether I like cycling or not. It's just like, you know, you kind of, by the time you change nothing, you kind of in it for an hour and a half minimum to at least go somewhere like two hours, maybe, you know, I just, yeah, no, um, <laughs> but running, you can do it in 40 minutes and you're done. Um, so, and then swimming too, there's a little bit of back and forth, but I thought I would enjoy swimming enough, um, to keep doing it, but apparently no. Um, and also like, I only work out once a day. So by the time I do CrossFit and running kind of, you know, like if I did, if I also added in swimming and biking, I'd basically be doing something different every day. <laughs> I'd never get stronger or better at anything at all. Uh, I mean, might, might as well just go back to triathlon at that point. <laughs> I don't know. Can you do a race off of like one swim, one bike and one run per Ooh. week? <laughs> uh, oh, well, we could talk about that today. Let's t- okay. Let's talk about that. So coming up on the show, Sarah and I are going to discuss racing unprepared, which I accidentally just set up very well for us. <laughs> Um, and then we have a question for listeners. Okay. So way back in the day, like this was just when I started triathlon, I met this guy who was this kind of crazy Hungarian photographer, uh, triathlon photographer. And he said that once a year he would jump into an Ironman. I think it was Ironman, Florida. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't train at all. 364 days of the year he would do no exercise zero exercise at all like not like no exercise so obviously that's an extreme but it's been interesting the money and go yes he would sign up every year off the couch and like he he would somehow get through it which is kind of amazing to me because that's 
you know, people actually train and prepare and they barely get through the, the three disciplines. Yeah. So this, yeah, I was, Did I was, finish? I guess he yeah, finished. he would finish, he would finish. Oh. And he just wanted to see how many years he could keep going, uh-huh. finishing an Ironman without training whatsoever. Um, he said he would be extremely sore afterwards, like couldn't walk for a couple of weeks. Um, but it, it is really interesting to me because, uh, I'm not talking about people who are like underprepared, you know, they, they like, I think most of us show up to races and a lot of the time you're like, Ooh, have I done enough X, Y, or Z sessions or, you know, maybe my prep didn't go super smoothly. Like maybe I'm not as prepared. I'm talking like you have, you sign up for a marathon and your longest run has been 10 miles, you know, like that kind of under, like very unprepared, uh, how theoretically, you know, what are the pros and cons? How would you get through something like that? This is, this is the question I have for the day. How would you get through? Okay. So how would you get through if you did no zero training? Well, essentially you are unprepared. Like you are physically not ready for it. Okay. So do I count? Like if I, am I, like, if I went now, could I think of myself just going and doing it with, with my fit and my like 40 minute jogs? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That count as unprepared. Okay. I would, I would say if the equivalent is like, if you decided to do a Victoria marathon tomorrow. <laughs> the first thing that went through my head when you said that was like, like I would be in so much pain the next day. Like, you know what you said? He couldn't walk for a couple of weeks. Like, yeah, I can remember, um, remember Hillary Biscay. Yeah. Yeah. So the first time she did an ultra run, she called me, she was like, she did like a hundred miler. Of course she didn't like do a 50 miler or something. She's like a hundred miler in Australia or something. She called me and she's like, Sarah, I cannot, this is like a woman with a lot of miles on her legs who prepares for things. Sarah, I have to like bum down the stairs. Like I cannot stand up. She have to like bum to the kitchen and spend the time on the floor and go and get food. <laughs> so that is how I picture myself after doing something like that. See, I think that you would be okay. You too? I do. I think, well, one, I feel like your ego would not get in the way. So you wouldn't go harder than your body was, could handle. Right. Like I, I feel so you, you would run into trouble if you, if you go out harder than you can maintain over Mm -hmm. the distance. So I think that's, that's a critical point. Number one, like respecting your lack of preparation. And then I also feel like you understand how important fueling is, right? The food situation is, I feel like you would just be eating the entire time. Cause I think that would be the biggest thing is that, uh, so do you remember like it was six weeks after I had Hawk, I did a bike race. Like that was one of the biggest things that I realized like I had done no preparation. Like I was not fit, not fit for this, not ready. If I could go back, like I needed to take in more calories because I was just really metabolically inefficient. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, if you're, I took in what I would normally do for like a three hour ride and it was not enough because mm. like I hadn't been used to trying to 
Yeah. So I think that would be my second thing is I, I feel like you'd be like eating candy bars and gummies and stuff. You're like, oh, this is great. <laughs> that is what also what crossed my mind. I was like, the st- whole strategy would have to be surrounding the aid stations. Yeah. So like I would go because, and things I would do all the things I never got to do when I was a pro athlete. Like I would go to an aid station and stop and talk to the people and drink some Coke so and ask them what they have available. Like, do you have bananas? <laughs> chicken soup? <laughs> I've never taken the chicken soup in a race. No! I mean, Never. See, you can take the chicken soup, Sarah. <laughs> whole new experience. Well, and then you can do like food combos. Be like, Sarah, have you dunked your pretzels in the chicken soup? It is magical. The other thing is, okay, so now I'm getting talked into this. Okay, so if I did it unprepared, I would also need a buddy. Like, oh, yeah. I would need like there would have to be like two of us like out there doing it unprepared together. That would just okay. like then I think I could make it. Then it becomes an adventure. Yes, exactly. Like, okay. I, I can feel that. Mm-hmm. I can feel that. And you have All company, right. so you're just like chatting, <laughs> riding your bike. Like, I think the marathon would be the hardest, but with the 17-hour cutoff, like there is, you know, if you allow yourself to do significant walking, mm. you know, you can make it still. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do think so much of it is just going way easier than you want to Mm -hmm. at the start Mm -hmm. and eating as much as your gut can tolerate. Which like, honestly, I feel like is like the exact advice that everybody who does Ironman needs, no matter how prepared you are or not. (laughs) That's a good point. Just like, (laughs) face yourself and as much as you can handle. (laughs) But like, I think eating real food because you wouldn't, Mm -hmm. your gut wouldn't be prepared for all the gels and stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. We're going to be eating like pretzels and you yeah. Know, is this something you would together. do? No, it sounds miserable. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> we should do it. Like in a few years when you're retired, you're like mid PhD, you know, yeah, perfect. we're like, okay, you and I can just like show up to I a start it. line. Although you'd still be fitter it. because I do know, I actually do know, like I have a good sense of like the deceleration of fitness too. Mm. Is that what you call it? Like the defitnetizing because, because like I was surprised based on just like doing CrossFit alone, almost at CrossFit and easy jogs, which has been my fitness routine for the last like four years, how I, how much I maintained, mm. like I could go out and do, I did, I did a 5k a couple of years ago when I ran the same time that I ran in that race when I was training. That's, you know, like, that's crazy. Yeah. So like it, it maintained it, but I can feel it now start to like decrease a little bit. I can't count on my like engine to be running, (laughs) to be running as I expect it to. Well, it it is interesting just how different fitness translates. Mm -hmm. So probably tapping to a lot of that fast twitch stuff Mm -hmm. uh, through CrossFit allowed you to run a good 5k without having done a lot of prep. Mm, totally. I can yeah. see why it worked. It's just like, I recognize it wouldn't work now as it did two years ago. And I'm on like a, a, a decline, you know, and I even notice it in CrossFit where I'm like, you know, I could, it was always my strength that was failing me, not my cardio quote unquote, you know, I'm a yeah. CrossFitter when I start calling cardio biking and running cardio, um, <laughs> but like, but like, yeah. And now I can tell now I'm like, Ooh, I need to like, I need to take a break here. I'm 
puffed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I always wondered why everyone else was stopping, you know? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my, uh, Boston was this, this past week. Oh yeah. Boston marathon. My, my brother has done it for multiple years going now and he signed up. Uh, he was definitely in the unprepared category. Uh, I would say last year he was in the underprepared category, but this year, like he only cross country skied all winter. He said okay. he'd only done a few runs mm-hmm. and I'm like, Ooh, I think, you know, basically what I, I told him was don't go out too hard <laughs> and eat a lot. Yeah. Um, but he ran a two fifty eight. He ran a two fifty eight. He hasn't, he hasn't run in months. What's his norm? Uh, his fastest is like around a two forty, Right. So wow, but, good for him. But here's the thing. I am now thinking like, based on what you're saying, okay, he kind of got away with it, but at some point, like if he were to do that next year, you know, every year, like you can only get away with it for so many years before your body catches up and is like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah, that that fitness doesn't translate anymore. Yeah, I I also find it on the rare occasion that I do ride that like I used to be able to just in the couple years when I after I retired and I was only riding again like I do a couple bike rides a year, but I could just like eat my way through any bike ride. Like that was the joke. Like <laughs> with Karen, I'd always go like I'd like just bring enough food. Like you said, like just bring more food than you would ever stop at the cafe. Whatever, I can ride for three hours, no problem, right? Um, but after a while I was like, this isn't working anymore. The food is not enough. Like I cannot possibly eat enough to make up for my lack of fitness. You'll be shocked to learn. That's what ends up happening. Oh, that's so, so, okay. Basically we have come to a very important realization here is that the aerobic base that you create from years of doing a certain exercise, like you can be underprepared even unprepared for something down the road, but it's only going to last so long where you can kind of get away with it. Yes. And if you, I think, I think it probably, I think there's probably, and it tapers off and it tapers off. Right. But you're still like compared to someone who's been lying on the sofa their entire life. Like if you both lied on the sofa one year and then got up and ran or something, right. (laughs) (laughs) The fit, the previous fit person, the person who was fit in a previous life would still fare better. And I think by quite a lot. Yeah. Well, and, and I think also if you started to get back on a training program, it would come back fairly quickly. Um, but yeah, this is, yeah. Random, gonna, random conversation. Random comment. I'm going to tell you something. I have, I actually have a question for you, but I'm going to tell you Ooh. one funny story though, is that, um, a friend of Clint's um, was an Olympic swimmer. He was on a relay for Canada. Um, so only a relay, but still quite a good swimmer. <laughs> and, still um, pretty impressive. He showed up. He doesn't swim really now in his adult life, whatever, but he, and he now has kind of like, a, he's like a big, tall guy. Right. But had like a fairly big belly on him now. Right. And he shows up at the pool. <laughs> he says, and he did like, he says to, he says to Clint, like, he's going to go talk to the coach and see what lane he's in or whatever at master swimming. Yeah. So there he is, his belly, his dad bod out there, like going, Oh, well, what lane do you, what lane do you think I should go in? And the coach is like, Oh, like 
we haven't, he has like, I haven't swum in 10 years or something. He says, oh, well, maybe you should go down here. He's pointing him to like the easy lanes. And then this guy, I'm not going to say his name in case anyone knows. It's like, well, I think I'll swim over here. Are these the fast guys? I'm going to swim with them. <laughs> the coach is like, oh, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't. Anyway, <laughs> they start off and he just like, this is the guy who takes three strokes at a 50 meter pool and is at the other end, you know, like, and oh, he just, man. and he just like, <laughs> yeah. took off down the pool. Um, and it, I always love that story. because the coach, Oh, that's amazing. The coach yeah. is like, um, doesn't know what to say. Like, maybe not. And then it's like, well, I guess I'll leave him to it and let him find out, you know? And then he just like devastated everyone. Oh, yeah. that is so amazing. Uh, the, the, the problem is probably anything over 50 meters. Yeah. You'd start hurting. Yeah. But he would look beautiful for 50 meters. He'd be yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> exactly. Just, just for the joke and then it would be over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I, I saw on your Instagram story that Ben won a race. Oh yeah, he was uh, down in New Orleans, and it was a 10k. Um, yeah, I asked him, you know, if he was going to do anything cool because it's one of the uh, I've never been. It's supposedly one of the best cities in the U.S. Great food and everything. No, he didn't see anything. Um, <laughs> He's an athlete and he was racing. I can yeah. relate. Yeah. He said, uh, one of the downsides is that the race was sponsored by Michelob ultra. So there were a lot of really drunk people around, um, like even more than normal. Uh, I don't know, but somebody offered him an eight ball at, uh, six 30 at night before the race. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just walking wow. Just like- yeah, it was intense. It was intense. <laughs> uh, so all I know is that you know, people were partying hard. He didn't really see anything and he won a race and it was hot and humid and he was happy to be home. Nice. Well, congrats to Ben. One of the best cities. I mean, that, that is one of the downsides of like you travel alone yeah, and you're traveling to race. And if you're already kind of a homebody, like you're not going to go out and go adventuring. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you straight up just don't feel like it. Like, yeah. I think I've said this before on the podcast, but my travel time, it completely flipped from when I was not a mom to when I was a mom mm. because traveling to a race was, would be on my own would be kind of like stressful. And I'd wish there was someone there with me and all of this. And then like, after I had a Rosie traveling in a race to a race on my own would be the most relaxing time of my life. <laughs> like, I'm by myself. No one's going to bug me. No one's calling because it's before a race. So I just hang out in the hotel room and watch TV. <laughs> well, that's what he did before he had a kid. And now like, <laughs> nothing's changed. It's a lot of hotel hanging out, watching terrible TV. Amazing. <laughs> Sarah, how's your training going? Uh, it's going pretty well. Like we, we have to start really nailing down a race or two on the calendar. Um, but it just feels like, so my, my coach asked me a couple days ago, how I was feeling. I'm like, I feel like a professional athlete again. Oh, and like, it was, it was just kind of months of feeling like I was kind of getting fitter, but not really. But now I like mentally, physically, I feel back where I was before Hawk. Mm. Um, it took a little longer than I would have liked, but I, I, it was really important to me to not force it. Um, but yeah. Well, that's good. Watch out yeah. world. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, 
it is what it is, right? It like, is what it is. Yeah. No pressure. There's no pressure in my watch out world. Not, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Let's take a break. And then we have a question for our listeners. Let's talk about Orca for a minute. In 2018, Orca approached me at the Ironman World Championships in Kona and said, hey, we love what you are doing and we want to support women better. So we are designing products specifically for women rather than just, you know, shrinking the men's products. And we want your help. That's me, Sarah, and Feisty Media that they were asking for help from. Not only that, but I personally find that my Orca wetsuit is the best I've ever had for flexibility and buoyancy, and I definitely wish I had found it when I was racing pro. Fast forward four years, and Orca has launched their new triathlon wetsuits and other gear designed specifically for women. I'm so proud to have been part of this process. So you can order your very own wetsuit and other fab products for 15% off using the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. That's Iron Women, the name of one of our amazing triathlon podcasts, Iron Women 1515 at orca.com. As a former pro triathlete who now does very amateur crossfitting for fun, and is in perimenopause, meaning I can't count on my hormones to be consistent anymore, one of my main limitations is the speed at which I build muscle. It just doesn't come easily for me. I wanted to make sure I am actually getting the benefits of the little time I do have to work out. That's why Amino Co's Perform is the perfect product for me. It tastes good, and I just sip on it before and during my workouts. The AminoCo's Perform formula has clean ingredients and is great for your everyday routine to help give your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger from workouts. What's even better is that AminoCo's Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher Dr. Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 2.30 whoa, and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. So if you are looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram for gram basis than any other protein source. To try it yourself and get 30% off, Use the code RIDING, R-I-D-I-N-G, when you visit aminoco.com forward slash riding. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com forward slash riding. The fastest path to living healthier, longer starts inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. It was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. That's quite a list. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier, longer. 
When I do my inside tracker tests, I always use the mobile blood draw service. It's amazing because you can enjoy a premium lab experience in the comfort of your own home or your office. All you have to do is book a time that suits your schedule and they will come to you. The scheduling is easy and they send you text alerts so you'll get appointment updates and notifications when your inside tracker health analysis and custom action plan are ready to view. It's great for busy people who want to save time. So if you want to try Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw service and find out what's going on inside your body for your health, go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty and get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com forward slash F-E-I-S-T-Y. Okay, Sarah. So this is a super specific question. Um, yeah, I know you're you're already a little nervous. No, so I got <laughs> like sweating. I got, what is she gonna say? I got I got a question from a friend, and it was basically that she's ramped up her training uh, over the, over the past couple of years, and she's noticed that her menstrual cycle has gone from four every four weeks to every three weeks. And she was, yeah, and she was wondering if, if I had experienced that I've known any other female athletes who've experienced that. I've never heard of that. Um, Every three weeks is very frequent. Yeah. Yeah. So my guess is that she should talk to her physician. It doesn't sound like it's related to training, but I just wanted to throw that out to our listeners. If, if they've had any experience with that, um, I mean, I've, I've had the other side of that where it's like, oh, it's been four months. Uh, maybe, maybe I should be a little nervous. Um, yeah, but not the, not the shorter cycle. Yeah. Same. So I've definitely had, I don't think I ever stopped menstruating while training, but I, um, have had delayed, um, like I've had it delayed by if I'm having, I could tell to you, like if I had a particularly intense training block that probably that delayed my ovulation, which delayed everything down the track. Um, so, or at least from what I read, that's probably what was happening there. Um, so like a little kind of irregular, that's what actually was the hardest thing about, um, cause I always knew that I couldn't race those two days before I got my period. Uh, but the hardest part is like, like you could track, you can track it, but actually when I rested to taper, I'm, you know, it would change when I get my period. So like, I didn't, I wasn't like regular enough to actually be able to know or predict that. So it's not as simple as it sounds, you know? Um, so that was always a bit of a meh. Um, but I did eventually come, if anyone's wondering about this, I know a lot of you now that I'm on this topic, um, I did eventually figure out a strategy where I would like rest. I would rest off my training block sort of two weeks out and then probably get a period then. And then like I'd rest, like, you know what I mean? Cause like often when I rested, I get my period. <laughs> so I'd rest and like hope that that period would come and then, then do a little like mini ramp up, you know, do a little five day block or something and then go into the race or a week long block and go into the race. Um, oh, interesting. So you get your two garbage days out of the way and then you're like, okay, good to go. Yeah, exactly. That was my strategy for like, but it was like a training strategy, you know, um, that I had to, that took a really long time to figure out, you know, that's so interesting. Yeah. But no, 
no, no experience of shorter cycle. Yeah. The shorter cycle thing that I'm just baffled. So yeah, maybe one of our listeners does know that would be really yeah. I said, I've never heard of that, but let me, uh, let me ask around. So this is, this is a good way to ask around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll probably just hear crickets. um, (laughs) I feel like (laughs) we also solicit animal animal stories. We get them very rarely listeners. Ahem, ahem. Actually, I have to say, I think I should go back through my, I think I, I may have missed a voice memo. And if someone sent me a voice memo in the last I don't know, say three weeks or so. I'm just going to apologize to you right now because I think it's possible that I have a voice memo sitting in my inbox somewhere and that I was just in the middle of a particularly stressful week or series of days. I know, Sarah, I'm letting down the team right now. We we respect you listeners, whether or not Sarah, you know, looks at her emails. It means a lot to us, I swear. So I'm going to go back through. Maybe I'll go back through. Maybe I'll do that right after. All right. Well, send in new ones and you can always like s- just slide into our DMs. <laughs> <laughs> in a non-creepy way. Um, <laughs> and yeah, thanks for listening for another to another week of If We Were Writing. We'll check in with you next week. My time, my time, none of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown, we know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.